You are now in tune to the Keys to the City podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Keys to the City. I'm your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, Ted Keys. You can check out Keys to the City on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. Me and Ted were going to wear, had, I literally had a white t-shirt on about five minutes ago, not even, but Ted decided to copy me, so now I'm changed and I'm wearing a black Keys to the City t-shirt, but maybe it's better because I'm wearing the color black because, well, it was the funeral of the Boston Celtics. Ted, how about this? Think about this. We just had three in this NBA playoffs, this conference finals and NBA finals. We have three separate years. What am I talking about? Think about this. We had the 2020 remake NBA fi- uh, conference finals. We just oh, yeah. had. Now we're going to have the 1999 NBA finals. And then. 1999? We- yeah, a one versus eight seed. It's oh. 1999. And then think about it. We almost had 2004. So we had 1999. We had 2004. And we have 2020 all in this NBA finals and conference finals. Can it's a while. Huh? I said you confused me for a second. Well, because you are, you always get confused. Because I have to, I sometimes have to go over your head because, you know, I'm the smarter of the two. I use big, bigger words than you. So sometimes you have to just, you know, you got to get some the brain is The brain is a little slow. The mouth might go a million miles per hour, but the brain's a little slow. He's got to process some things. But yes, think about it 2020 conference finals, we have the rematch. And we have a 2004 possibility of Yankees Red Sox, and then we have 1999. Now a one versus eight seed. Yeah, that's great. Ted, before we get it, let's just we're gonna have the Joseph Aguirre join us too. We're gonna be talking some New York Yankee baseball and why it is a two-man power trip with Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole literally carrying the New York Yankees. Ted, I just wanted to my quick three takeaways of Game Seven and these two franchises. Heat culture is real and it ain't going anywhere number two how one year later the whole narrative of the boston celtics has drastically changed and then number three i think this nba finals is going to be a hell of a lot more entertaining than people are going to give the chance to because it's not the sexy teams not lakers and and celtics it's the heat against the nuggets who's going to watch that who knows? I know I will. I know my eyes will be watching each and every game. So let's give this finals a chance. But when you look at these, this final, this game seven, and we'll give our predictions in a little while, just think about this Heat team and this Celtic team. A year ago today, we're talking about the Celtics saying, hey, this could be the team that's going to lead the pack in the Eastern Conference. Now, one year later, we're saying, what did they do with Joe Missoula? Are they going to break up Jalen Brown? And Jason Tatum, are they going to break up this whole team, this core that they've had intact for some time now, and they still haven't been able to win? It's amazing what one year can do. And then the Heat. I mean, I know people want to knock the Heat, and people didn't give Heat many, probably an opportunity to win a championship. But ladies and gentlemen, they're there. They're four games away from shocking the NBA world and winning a title as being the first eight seed to ever do it. So we do have to put on the pump the brakes on game seven or the coming back in the NBA playoffs. Now it's 151-0, Ted, that teams that won the first three games. So, Ted, your takeaways from last night, and we could just get into it, and then we'll be talking. Yeah, I mean, there was a a bunch of things. So, listen, I said to you this. Celtics should have never even been in game seven. Should have been over in six. You had the perfect miss 
with Derek White making the perfect play with 0.1 seconds left. If that ball goes an inch to the left, an inch to the right, goes the opposite end, Derek White doesn't have the opportunity to make the tip in and yeah. follow through. And it was a difference of 0.1 seconds. Miami Heat closes out in six. Boston had all their opportunities in the world. I sent you a couple stats. I told you a bunch of things. I sent it to you through Snap and whatnot. 84 points they scored last night. Lowest well, they scored all season long. Not just playoffs, season low. All right? Yeah. 11 and 12 the last two seasons at home in the playoffs. Not good enough. Most losses, I think, in a, uh, by a team in two playoffs – uh, seasons in a row. I mean, mm-hmm. Boston, come on, home field advantage, right? 11 and 12, you below 500, not acceptable. And then and then you just look at this team, right? You know, this team for most of the season was the number one seed in the East. They kind of went through the motions later in the season. Milwaukee ended up taking the lead, being the number one seed. So you look at this Boston team, more flaws than positives. This team is a very good team. This team is a really good team. They've won a lot of games. I told you before, I've been in the Eastern Conference Finals five of the last seven years. Mm-hmm. But what does that amount to? One finals appearance, no chance. I want to be honest, the Heat, the Heat have had a more. The Heat have made the NBA Finals more times yeah, since I mean, 2000. What was it, 2007 or 2000? They've been to the, two NBA Finals just in general since 2020. Trev, they've been to seven in the last. Like, I know, but I'm not. Years. But think about this: this team has since LeBron. This is their first Finals, or they're going back again. Since 2020, and nobody, everybody can knock it for whatever you want for 2020. I get it. It was the bubble, but look, the Heat are back in it. They were in the Eastern Conference last year. They were in the Eastern Conference in the finals in 2020. So this team, did you know this, Ted? I looked this up because I was very curious. I always want to know about like a franchise overall. Do you know the Heat since 1999 have five losing seasons? Just five losing seasons. The years are 01 and 02. 02 and 03. Which 07 and 0, 07 and 08 when they got the number two pick, they were supposed they could have got they got Beasley that year. Then they had 14, 15, and then 18, 19. So this team, I know we always talk about like the, the Spurs of the days because they were always so consistent. They always won. But when you think about this Miami Heat team, they've won titles. I know it's been a little while since LeBron, but they've won titles and they don't lose. They don't have losing seasons, man. It just doesn't run in the franchise's blood. It just doesn't happen. So when we hear this term of heat culture, it's legit. It's real. It's not going anywhere. If we don't want to believe that, just go look at this team right now that is four wins away from an NBA Finals. Shame on me for picking the Boston Celtics. Because, yeah, we thought they were the better team, but we also thought the Milwaukee Bucks were the better team. They were the did more we talented think the, Did we think that the – okay, yeah, more talented, but overall better team too. Did we think the, did we think the Knicks, were, Knicks were better than them? Maybe some people would say up and down 50-50 with that. But realistically, the two matchups, two of the three matchups that they had this year, and it's going to be a third, they are going to be the less talented of the two teams playing in it. And guess what? That narrative, throw it out the window. Like I was just talking to Pete about the NBA logic of it's so easy to pick this this finals because you think, oh, it's easy. The Nuggets are just going to go in. They're going to win four or five. But then you just look at this Heat team right now, this Heat playoff run, and you're like, well, didn't we think that with the Bucs series? Didn't we think that with the Knicks? And we certainly thought this was the Celtics again. But here we are on June 30th. I'm getting excited. One more month and I get to see the fam. I can't wait. One more month. But when we think about it, we're sitting here on May 30th and the Miami Heat are now four wins away from an NBA championship. So what is the narrative? What is the logic of the the NBA right now? Miami's got the dog in them. They got the dog in them. They they got the ultimate dog in Jimmy. 
yeah, like, how do I say this? And I, I try to reference it in this way. And I know this might not make sense, but like, Ted, anything you Celtics, ever do say Celtics, never makes sense. The Celtics are like the golden retriever. They're everyone's dog. Everyone loves them. Good dog. But you know what the you know what you know what the Miami Heat are? They're the a pit bull, bull, baby. They're the pit bull because they're a special type of brand. Not everyone can have them as a dog. Yeah. They're a great breed once you put the work in. Yeah. Eric Spolster and Pat Riley have put the work in. They have set this team up for success. You think about everything this team has faced this season: multiple injuries, up and down season. They were the number one seed last year. I know. Okay, so you, you look at where this team has come from. Then Tyler Hero gets hurt. Odebo gets hurt. You know, they fight through the series through Milwaukee. Jimmy Bower has one of those epic games that you'll talk about for years to come, which you were at. I witnessed that. They it take care of Milwaukee. I'm not going to make excuses of what happened with Giannis. Or what, it doesn't matter. They, they crushed the Knicks after the Knicks had taken care of business against Cleveland. And yep. like you said, everyone thought that the Celtics were going to take care against the Heat. Yep. Here's a, you can't, first of all, you can't lose two games at home right off the bat. You got to split, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and you, especially as a away team. Then you win, you take two, then you win three. This series was never even close. Okay, it should have been over in six. The Celtics were not that good of a team. They didn't play like the better team. Mm. You know, and everything kind of – you know, like sometimes when you read a book, the last chapter is supposed to sum it all up, put the whole story together. That's kind of what game seven was last night. Celtics, as good as they were, were overrated. And I think because we fall in love with this team because they were really good. Oh, they just went to the finals last year. They're really talented. They had the depth. But here's what they didn't have. They didn't have a Doku. Okay, and as much as you want, don't want to, you want to blame Azul. Odoku makes a difference because they had all those years with the previous coaches. And their defense didn't look the same this year. Okay, so they didn't do anything when. Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. Help me out with the the former coach. Oh well, yeah, man, Odoku. So Steve. Oh, Brad Stevens. Stevens. He was supposed to be the savior. Didn't work out. He moves up to the GM. All right, Odoku comes in, takes his team to the finals. He was the dog in them. He's the one that held them accountable. Azul didn't have it in him. It was it's he's 34 year 34 years old first time head coach just wasn't able to be accountable and to hold these guys accountable they don't have the dog you would say Marcus Smart Marcus Smart's a nice hard nosed player he isn't that guy though he isn't good enough they don't have a legit point guard a facilitator to get the offense in I loved everything that the the, the guy said last night you listen Charles you start the game over 12 from three what are you doing stop shooting that right there should have showed you that yo get inside. What are we yeah. doing? Why do we keep forcing three? But this is the Celtics team. This is like you. They, this is like you. You love to shoot the three. You no, don't want don't. to get down in the paint. No, I don't. You do settle for threes. Oh, Every here we time go. we play. Here we go. That's because I school. Team. Yo, because you know why? Because I school your ass every time, no, and you, you get so you get, you get so ticked off. You're like, how do you do it? You Dude. just don't miss. Dude, you stink. No. You're the so, mid range guy, and I'm the guy that chucks it from third. So, with that being said, is that you said last night, they live and die by the three. Well, they died by the three. But once in a while, you got your, your head out your ass and figure out this isn't working. Which is fascinating because to, they got guys like – they have guys that are, that can get to the basket. Jason Tatum, yeah, one he, of the better – is a great ISO player. Jalen Brown. Someone to set up the offense like a James Harden. Like you already know what I said they should do. Here's, here's the difference, and this is the perfect example why the Sixers could not get over Because they don't have the dog and they don't have the coach. Eric Spolster is the best coach in basketball. Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lauer and Bama Bayou have a lot of bumps and bruises and war wounds, and they've been through the trenches before. They know how to fight, and that's why all those bench players, they are able to ride the sleigh right behind them and follow suit. They take their notes from those three guys. Guys like Struess, undrafted, uh, Duncan Robinson. Gabe, Gabe, Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent. And then last night, My Caleb boy, Martin, Caleb Martin, like I said. was going to be a key component 
in this like offense. Said, he was. He should have been the MVP in this series, not Jimmy Butler. That kid is an Butler. emerging star. He's going to get paid. I, yes. But they all followed suit. They had the dog. They fight. They never – and you know what explains a lot about this team is think about what Spolster said after game six. We're ready to play now. We're not ready to go. I don't want to wait. Well, you know about Let's them. play now. Here's you know the about thing. Them last That's night? the difference. That's the difference between the Eric Spolster and the Miami Heat team. Like they were like, you know what? Fuck, we blew this. We blew it. Like you know, I don't say it. Whatever. Fuck, you blew it. We had them. We had them. Guess what? We're, let's go one more time. Trust me. Give me one more shot. I got you. And they, they knew it. Miami. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you remember. Nine, hold on. You start the game off, and they were up on a nine-four run. They never had a chance again. The closest they got was 15 in the second half. They were down as much as 25 in the second half. That's this. It's log, logically this. These two teams. It should have never went this way. It should have been the opposite. Boston was home with the better players, with the talent, guys that have been there before. They should have won by 20, not the Miami Heat. But they didn't come up clutch, and I'll put in two reasons. Tatum doesn't have the dog in him. He's a great player. He's an All Star. He played on a rolled he, ankle too. Listen, I get it. That listen, that you know I what still, it's like to roll your ankle. Hold on. Yes, multiple times. It sucks. He even said it. It's a he made a shell of it. Do I think him if he was healthy would have made a difference? Who knows? A closer game. Yes, I still think the Heat win. But he he was a shell of himself, and instead of everyone else on that team picking up the slack, no one picked up the slack for him. Derek White did for a little bit in the third quarter, but where was Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown is not a playmaker. We got to start putting these guys in where they're he's a wing player he's a spot-up shooter he's a guy who's he's a slasher mid-range guy and a spot-up three-point he's not a guy like like no, a, a pick-and-roll guy who's gonna well, run he's a guy that's offense. about he's he a, had he, eight turnovers last night the most he's ever had in his career he is a great player but yeah he's, he's not a guy a that's one. about to get 260 million dollars too uh, so and, and then that's the bigger thing is you would say the Celtics, do they pay them both? I think you have to. You would say no way. Unless no. you tell you know unless you tell me where you're going wait, to wait, match wait, that on. amount of talent. You're Why are we not talking so much about the Celtics? Guy. What? Why are we talking so much about the Celtics? We should talk about the Heat right now. Because what he, they did. Listen, I, I listen, the credit, I don't need to speak about the Heat. They did it all. They, there's nothing to speak about. The speak about is they took care of business and they were the dog and they took and that was it. They had the best coach, the better players, the better bench. They were the better team throughout the series. Should have been over in six, wasn't, and they proved it. And they proved all of us wrong. So, and that's why congratulations to the Heat. But it's more about what the Celtics didn't do: coaching, role players, defense, no inside presence, awful three point shooting, everything that could go wrong for a team. And then all this thing about the 0-4 Red Sox and this and that. Shut the hell up. Wasn't the I, same I like- team. This Celtics team. Didn't have a Kurt Schilling. Didn't have a Jason Veritek. Did not have the same players that that Red Sox team. Didn't have a David Ortiz. Sorry, didn't have that. Didn't have a Dave, didn't have a Dave Roberts. They didn't have those guys. Where was it? Dave Roberts was Derek White in Game Six for a half a second, but they didn't have the rest of the team. They didn't have a Terry Francona. Here's who so, held those guys accountable. Who had they had the right formula at the right time? The Celtics team did not have the right formula. We were fooled and thinking they were a better team because if you think about it. They won game four. They won the ball on five. But in six, they almost blew it. So, really, they were good for a game and a half. So, here's this is the whole Jimmy Butler. And this is one of my favorite signings in the past five years. And the day it happened, I was a big fan of this signing. And a lot of people bashed it. I remember Stephen A. Smith said, looks like Jimmy just wants the money and is not going to look for a title. Well, 
Stephen A. Good old Stephen A. Smith that gets paid about over ten million dollars to be, to say nonsense on ESPN. This is what Jimmy Butler has done since he's come to the Heat. First NBA Finals appearance in 2020 since LeBron and the Heat and Dwayne Wade. The first number eight seed to reach the NBA Finals since 1999. The first play-in team to make the conference finals and NBA Finals led Miami to the third. Third conference finals in four years since he's been there. And now he's headed to their second NBA finals. And you think the Sixers made a mistake? I think the Sixers, I think the Bulls, and I think the T-Wolves, there's a reason why those franchises haven't won in a long time. Immaturity, I don't care how much talent. Talent could go all so far. We talk about this in the NFL. Baseball, we talk about it all the time. Talent could only take you so far. You got to have the heart, got to have the mentality, and you got to have the maturity. Jimmy Butler got knocked. He got knocked when he signed with the Heat. What's he getting now? He's getting praise. He's getting respect. Just like this whole Heat culture, this whole Heat franchise is well-deserving. I can't wait for Thursday. Before we bring on the Joseph Aguirre, I think it's only fair that we should talk quickly about the NBA Finals. So this is the first matchup since 1999 that we are getting a one-versus-eight matchup. Similar like the, the Denver. How about this? Yeah, if you're, how about I'll talk, I'll finish that up before we get into baseball. Is think about this: the Nuggets, very similar to the Spurs too. If you think about it, that '99 team, and then you get the Heat, like the Knicks, tough, scrappy team. I mean, if history says it's going to be, it's going to be in five games because that's how '99 went. I don't see it going this way. I think this this Heat team, man, they never say that. I know that they almost blew a 3-0 lead. They didn't, though. They went into Boston, hostile t- territory. All the momentum is pushed on Boston, and they already booked a flight last night to Denver because they weren't going home. It just shows the confidence that this Miami team has and believe and their belief in themselves. I know people are going to go. The logic right now is, like I said, the Nuggets should win in four or five. They're the better overall team. Well, guess what? That logic should have been thrown out when the Heat beat the Bucs, and then they ran right through the Eastern Conference. We all thought it was going to be the Bucs or Celtics coming out, right? No, the Miami Heat did it, and now they're four games away. They have all the right pieces. Caleb Martin, just keep playing the way he's doing, man, because he is playing himself into a big contract and a, a home for a long time. And I don't know if you found out how he got it. He got it from Jay Cole. The way he got onto the Miami Heat was from Jay Cole. That's how we became a Miami Heat. Like Cole a little bit. Who me? No, Caleb Martin. He's a he's a great player. He's a stud, and he play. And why I say he's going to be another key component again? I mean, he was guarding Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum nonstop. I think that he'd have a legitimate shot. I know people are going to say, "Oh, Jokic is going to be incredible. Jamal Murray's going to be great, and this Nugget team is so great." Well, here's the only thing. I'm <laughs> how do you go? Is against, how do you go against the Heat right now, man? Does it? Does it? Hurt? I think game one. Okay, so they have I'm, to get one. I'm, I'm, have listen, to get one. The Nuggets probably win game one because here's the thing: they're going to have the most rest. They'll be ready to go. Listen, the Heat are coming off a strenuous series, seven games. Right? They're going to be going to Denver, where the altitude does play a factor. Does play does play a factor. Yeah. You know, in conditioning and whatnot. So, my thought process, which who knows, play the opposite role is. Having all the rest, Denver will come out fresher, ready to play, dominate, kind of dominate game one. Mm-hmm. Heat will regroup after game one, and game two will be the pivotal game where the Heat will come back and probably win. Because now it's like, okay, now we got our legs under us. Or it's so, going to have the opposite so how many? So what do you got? What do we got I here? Got, I, think, I think Nuggets in six or seven. No, I, I give, think, me, give me something. Hey, he, what do you got, Nuggets in six or seven? 
I'd be stupid to say six, but I listen. I, here's why would thing. you? I would say the Nuggets in six you? because unlike they went on the road, unlike what the the Celtics do is that's a better team right now. The Nuggets, they are tougher to them. I like their coach Malone. Mm-hmm. I like Jamal Murray and Jokic. They have an actual inside presence. A guy who gets in the post could be a um, Aaron Gordon. They got Bam right? down yeah. in the post, yeah. especially if he gets in foul trouble, Bam, because he don't have as much size and depth behind Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Sorry, it's just a stream yard loss. Oh, it's okay. Keep going. Whatever. I think so we got you covered. We'll I be don't fine. Care. I so think we'll be fine. I think with Jokic's present, if Jamal Murray can play like he did against the Lakers, that combo and the depth that they have, they listen, they have all the pieces Denver to win the whole thing. They have depth, they have size, they have defense, they have lengths, they have shooting, they have coaching. Mm-hmm. That's why I think they finish in six, just because I think eventually the Bulls run is going I'm at the um, Miami Heat Heat kind of run runs out because I just think if the Celtics played up to their potential, they should have won, but they didn't. And I, I just I look at the series before, and I'm like, you know, I've been more impressed with Denver. They ran through the West. They dominated through the Western Conference playoffs, realistically. They, they should I'm be healthy. Sure. They should be rested. There should be no issues. I just wonder how beat up and how well t- Miami will play after such a kind of grueling series against the Celtics. Well, they've had to pull away. They've had to grind it out with the Bucks. No matter if they won in five, they pulled it out, and that was a tough series, as always, because you're playing against the number one seed, the best player in the t- at the time. And then you play in the Knicks, who are I mean, the New York Knicks. Heat. It's a rivalry. Speaks for itself. And then you got the Celtics Heat, who has become also we're losing connect. What are we doing? We're losing streaming connection. What is going on with Facebook? Why do we lose Facebook? Don't worry about it. We supposedly still have Facebook, but hopefully Joe can figure that out. Because I don't know what the hell is going on. I never know. It's always something. It's always something. Me, Ted. So you got the Nuggets. I'm going with the Heat. I'm going with the Heat in seven. That's what I'm going to ride with. I think think it'll be a great series either way. I'm going to ride with it. I'm going to ride with it. I'm not going to go. Okay, so we're still on Facebook. And and you know what, Trev? As we kind of talked about, the two most important players and the two most, I would say, the best players in the whole playoffs are facing off in the finals. Jimmy Butler and Jokic. And I think right now Caleb Martin is emerging as the Heat's number two right now. I know Bam is supposed to, but right now he's he. I mean, Caleb Martin was huge last night. Was massive. They that Celtics made that little he run, kind of cut down into double. Couple, couple, I know he was always double digits. I I said it. I think that guy's going to have to be a key again. I can't wait for this finals. I know everybody's going to be like, oh, it's the Nuggets and the and the Heat. Who cares about it? Well, I don't know if you remember last time these two teams played at like back in the day. They almost got into a full-on brawl because Jokic went after Markeith Morris. Marcus Morris or Markeith, no, I forgot play. which he, one. He don't, he don't play on the team no more. He doesn't play anymore. It was a couple years ago, and Jimmy wanted that smoke. So this should be an interesting um, should be an interesting final. Well, I picked the Celtics in seven. Shame on me. I love Jason Tatum. He's my favorite, one of my favorite athletes in all the world and my favorite NBA player. But I'm sorry, Celtics fans. When Boston loses, I'm a happy man. I'm a happy man. It's like the Dallas Cowboys. When the Dallas Cowboys lose, I'm a happy man. Sorry. But not really sorry. But since I was just talking about Boston, that can only mean one thing. Got to be talking New York sports, right? And I can't wait to bring on the Joseph Guy because now, oh, hold on. We got to stretch it out. There we go. We got everybody on. Because we bring back the two guys that doubted the Yankees, and I was sitting there and saying, you guys have no faith. But good old Trev is here to say that the New York Yankees are playing well. 
but really are they playing well? Or is it just Aaron Aaron Judge? I was about to say Aaron Cole. Is it Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole right now? Because right now, Aaron Judge, I mean, 62 might be in jeopardy. <laughs> I, well, I believe they have the best record in May, Trev. The Yankees, yes, they've been on a tear. But Aaron Judge is 62 home runs? Well, we could have another record breaker, and it could be Aaron Judge because right now he is hitting the shit out of the ball, guys. So when you look at this team right now, Judge is doing his part, and Garrett Cole's doing his part. But where's everybody else? That's the problem, Joe. Where's everybody else? I know they're winning and they're finding ways to win, but it really looks like Aaron Judge is doing everything by himself, making plays out in the outfield, hitting the crap out of the ball, base hits, home runs. He's just on a tear right now. And is really, I think ever since people just are enamored with the Shohei Otani, Aaron Judge is like, hey, guys, don't forget about me. I still had 62 home runs last year. I was the AL MVP. I mean, I know what Otani can do. He's fantastic. He's unbelievable. But let's not knock 99 because he can't pitch. He does everything at an elite level. He's a solid base runner. He hits for power. He hits for average. He's a great fielder, one of the best right fielders in baseball. But because he's not a pitcher, he's going to get knocked. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. You could call me biased. Aaron Judge is the best player in baseball right now. Away, yeah, man. listen, 302 batting average, 408 on base percentage, 679 slugging. The guy, as you said, does it all. I I would be remiss if I didn't say shout out to Anthony Rizzo, uh, who is playing like a stud. Uh, and he was one of those guys who we were hopeful when they got rid of the shift that mm-hmm. this and he's hitting over a 300. But really, other than him, no one is consistently delivered for this team. It's part of the reason Trevor Why was so down on him. I said to you uh, in the last show uh, I was on with you, they had to play 750 baseball the rest of the way. They did that for like 10 days. Yeah. And that was fantastic. Obviously, uh, the last couple of days have gone better than the previous couple of days. But I think that's what this team is going to be. They're 10 games over 500 right now. That's a good spot to be in. I think they can build off of that, and it doesn't really matter how. I also think, you know, you're, you're getting uh, Josh Donaldson back. I know that doesn't give anybody cause for, for hype, but again, it'll stretch out this lineup. Giancarlo Stanton will be back soon. I think that'll only help. If Carlos Rodon shows up at some point and can pitch, Luis Severino looks spectacular of late. Obviously, Garrett Cole having the, the year that Garrett Cole is having, although his last five haven't been brilliant, but he's been fighting yeah, through his last five starts, still undefeated on the season, still has a pretty decent ERA despite a couple of rough outings. But again, I would rather Garrett Cole have some outings like that and, and like tough through it because that's the kind of stuff that you might expect against Tampa or Houston come playoff time. And again, my big concern right now, the Yankees are a half game up holding the second wild card. That's great. Mm -hmm. There's six teams hot on the Yankees trail. Uh, And here's the other thing that I don't think, and and Ted, I'll give it to you in a second here, because I wasn't thinking about this last time. The Yankees schedule is, is balanced this year. It's not 19 games against, the Rays and the Jays and the yeah, O's. I think they, changed, I think they added a, changed that some of that up. I believe I saw that was something in one of the changes. I think they did this year, which yeah. definitely helps the Yankees you. or anybody in the AL East because yeah. know, let's just the facts. 
we could knock the Red Sox. We can break stones about the Blue Jays. It's the best division in f- baseball. I was going to say football, but I mean, best- yeah, that's a given. I mean, from top to bottom, because here you could be the f- worst place team in this division, be the first place team in either central division. Yeah, they're that's, all over 500. That's, that's that's what we're speaking of, you know, and when you start looking at the playoffs, you're looking at like, okay, I don't see the Orioles going anywhere. The Rays are probably not going anywhere, even though they just lost their closer again for an injury. You know, they're dealing with some of their own problems right now. They've come back to life a little bit, but that division in itself is not going nowhere. We know that, right? The Blue Jays are always a tough matchup and there's something definitely going on with the Yankees Blue Jays. I I feel like that's been going on the past couple seasons. Like it's starting to brew like the Yankees Red Sox, especially with Guerrero a couple years ago. I would never play for the Yankees and all this other kind of shit and whatnot. But there's no easy, there's no easy outs with or the Orioles like there were the past whatever five six seasons. Like the AL West, where now you got Oakland, which is honestly, bro, you're talking about historically bad. And the I Angels, feel, I feel bad for the A's, man. So, listen, I don't feel bad because that's they're so bad. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, get them out of, get them out of there, then. But the owners have to vote on it. So here's the thing: me and Joe were down on the Yankees, but at the time it was the right call. Say it again. Say it louder for the people. We said the Yankees were in a bad position. Now, here's the thing. Not me. They, 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 here's, here's the thing. They've played probably the two, best. You game. two Utes are the okay. ones. So shut up. You two Utes <laughs> are the ones that. I, I would put it this way, and then Joe or whatever, we could take over and run with it. But the Yankees have played great baseball in the May, month of May. But if you still look at it, there's still six games behind in the division, right? There's Like Joe said, they're second in the wild card. The Orioles. You know, beat us in that series at home. So the Royals are not going anywhere. The Rays are not going anywhere. We still got to play the division. You, you know, you still got, you know. Here's what I would say with the Yankees, Travis. Thank God Cole and and, and Judge are on the role that they are. But this team is not going to make a dividend or a debt into the playoffs without guys like Carlos Rodon, without Giancarlo Stan, without Donaldson. Do they? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you both right this. Now? It's yeah. a great story right now, and they're playing great baseball. We can't expect Judge to keep this role. You got to expect a little nick or injury, maybe cold. It's going to be hard for him to continue this. But listen, since the beginning of last season, he's been the best player in baseball. Okay. Now, I would only say this go look at Ronald Acuna this year. He might be the best player in baseball this year based on his numbers. Go look at his numbers. RBI is leading, he's leading everything, and the Braves are dominant once again. But if we're just talking about our conference, our division, and everything, Judging his Cole are running, but I listened to pass on the day, and I thought he was like he gave the Yankees no chance to win this division. And listen, I think he's blowing smoke up the other guy's asses, but we're not going to do anything in this playoffs if the hundred sixty-one million dollar guy is not on this roster, and he's got to be there. Somebody the All Star break it because we got to get something out of him, bro. You're not the Nestor Cortez is not as dominant as he once was. All right, you're not gonna be able to put out Clark Schmidt and St. Mary's in the blind and these guys out there every day and think, you know, because the offense is not as good as what it once was. I'm getting. Let's be honest, Trip. This offense without Judge is garbage. All right, it's it's not good enough. They don't have enough playmakers in this offense. Consistent yeah. playmakers. You know, Volpe has these strides. You know what I mean? We don't know who our catcher is day in and day out. DJ's not the same guy he's ever been since we gave him the contract. Right? We got rid of Hicks. Hey, well, Cole, know, is better, Cole is a better pitcher when Trevino is the catcher. He has a better ERA. He has like almost like a six ERA when Higgy's on the, behind the plate. You got to like where they're at. You know, they're playing much better baseball. That's a that's definitely a concern. Like from now on, that's like back in the day with the whole Sanchez thing with Cole, where is he used? Um, I don't know if it was Roma. Who was it? Higgy or Romine? Was Romine Romine. there with Cole? Romine was there with Cole. 
I feel like Romine's been gone for a while. But like Romine, he has. Yeah, well, yeah, that's been what with the, us a while. Yeah, <laughs> that's what um, that's what Boone needs to figure out is you're gonna have to start Trevino with Cole because Cole is just a better overall pitcher. Well, I believe Trevino's out right now, bro. Where he was dealing with a hamstring injury, and the other thing I know is he's dealing with injuries. But when and it the comes back, pitching also so has to give more. Let me ask you this: both, right now, then. they're going to wear out the bullpen by August. Let me ask you this then, both. With the Yankees not having enough pieces, according to many people outside the baseball world, and even us, they because don't right we now. don't feel like this is a World Series. I mean, this is a team that has potential to win a World Series, but. Potential can also get you eliminated in the first oh, round. This is the Boston Celtics. It's the same is team this, we've seen the yes, last three seasons. But this team has been called. Yeah, this is literally the Boston Celtics. And they've literally had. I mean, I remember when the Celtics went to the Eastern Conference Finals with Tatum Brown in like his first year. We all thought high, high expectations. Kind of like the Yankees when they went in 17. Had high expectations. They haven't really won anything. Neither franchise has won. They've gone to ALCS as an Eastern Conference Finals. And the Celtics have gone to a Finals. But they haven't won anything. So when you look at this team right now, yes, they're playing well, but Judge is playing out of his mind, and you can't rely on Cole to always just Cole and Judge. So is there a move that the Yankees make, whether it's a, a back end of the bullpen guy, a closer, Listen, just a reliever, you, I, I, or, I was, or is it a guy in the lineup because of the injuries that they've been dealing with? Because there is some glaring holes. They still need a, a they still need an outfielder. He's still, I mean, Bader's good. I mean, Bader is sure. Keep Bader, just extend him. Trev, listen, he, he I, as you were saying that, my my thought was this. Look, I think if Rodone comes back. Your bullpen's been pitching really well, night in and night out. And again, look at all the guys. But that it are still not, has its moments where, sure, it's, uh, you know, but. but but don't forget, that's how baseball works, that yeah, your bullpen doesn't come in every night and shut the other team down. It's impossible. So you, yeah, it's as good as it's going to get. If you want to add somebody to that, like an all-star closer, maybe there's one available come July. I think the Yankees situation as it stands right now is that the rotation is good enough, especially get Rodon back. I think the Yankees can continue to pitch well. Like Ted said, this offense is awful. And if it, you could pretty much, judge, you could yeah. pretty much tell uh, how every game's going to go. Like if, if judge doesn't hit, they don't win. It's as simple as that. The cool thing is, is you don't have to go out there and find a number two starter. That's going to cost you an arm and a leg. You need, you know, look there, there's guys out there that are pending free agents whose teams are going to want to move them by July. That won't cost you much in the way of prospects that, um, We'll we'll make an instant difference in this offense. So that's the good thing that that what the Yankees need. You don't need Jacob Degrom or Justin Verlander because they're not available. That's not that's not going to be a thing you can acquire anyway. Yeah, like you said, Trev, they need another outfielder desperately. Yeah. Hell, maybe a new third baseman. Like there there are some things that they. I could still believe add. that the Yankees should bring up. Jason Dominguez at some point. I don't disagree with that. I think that that's I very probably real. Probably won't be a move until August when they when they extend the roster. That's fine. So, yeah, that's fine. But he should definitely get some concern. Again, you know, you, you watch the way the Yankees wasted and then ultimately had to release Esteban Florial because they kept Hicks around for so long. When easily you, you should have given that kid a shot. That's all I'm trying to say, Joe. Yeah. Is that how like oh he's not ready? Well, how come the Nationals say let's bring up Juan Soto and he freaking well, you he don't turns know. into a stud, but how you come don't, it happens listen, to those franchises? You don't know if a guy's ready until you throw him into the fire. 
And he's either going to sink or swim. Juan Soto could have easily at 19 been a failure. And, and I mean, dude, it happened to Mickey Mantle. I mean, Mickey Mantle got sent back to the minors. And a month later, you know, came back up. You guys know that it, he was number six when he first came up to go along with three, four, five. And he didn't. And that's why they gave him seven. And he got his head right. And he started playing like a superstar at 19 years old. So it's possible you can't coddle these kids. I think at some point you say, look, we're going to commit to Jason Dominguez. You give him a solid month. You give him at bats every single day, as many as you can, and you see where you're at. And if he needs more seasoning, and you'll know that pretty quickly, Teddy, you just send him back. Yeah, I, I, Trev, I think with the Dominguez thing, it's going to be harder because at that point in time, they're going to be fighting very hard to – Maintain or get into the playoffs with wild card business, or maybe the well, division. Don't you want the best you know, twenty? Don't you want the best twenty? I don't think well, I'm going to be dead honest with you. Team? He could be more talented. They're going to take the veteran guy who's been there, done that, can handle the pressure. And you would say, well, why not give him the opportunity? This is not in the backyard. We're going to get free shots, and if it don't work, no big thing. This is like I need guarantees. They have more trust in Higgy or Trevino. Going, listen, they've been there, done that. I'll take the less risk because that's what it comes down to. You know, I mean, they'll get spot starts. Joe knows that. They'll get spot starts. They'll give them a bad two, maybe a day here to give those guys an extra rest. But they're not going to get more than two, three days in a row. They just Unless something happens where, like, a Gary Sanchez, where he gets his opportunity, he streaks, and it's like, listen, you can't take him out because he's too good to take out right now. Like, he is doing what you expect. I think, I think Joe's 100% right. You got to For these players to succeed, you got to just throw them. It's like, oh. it's like teaching your kid how to swim. You, you just gotta throw. You right just gotta now. throw them sometimes and see see if it, if it works. And you, also gotta, and you got listen. You know what? You got to get healthy, like Joe said. If you somehow can get Stanton back, but in, Stanton's the only one, and Rodon are the only guys to me that get me like, okay, that feels good to have back. But like guys like Donaldson or something like uh, uh, Donaldson, it's like Aaron Hicks. And thank God that Aaron Hicks is gone. I, I feel bad that he never it never panned out for him. But like when Josh Donald comes back, it's like. Great. So we could just watch him just and watch curveballs and fastballs go right by him. Oh, that's just what I want. But when Stanton and, and Rodon, if Rodon comes back, that's a whole different story. You got do you know what right I just now, thinking? Do you know what I just thought? I thought of a master plan of how the Yankees can help out their bullpen. You're gonna love this. Just go go to Kansas City, call this guy. This guy named Aroldis Trotman. <laughs> Bring him back. Do you see his stats this year? Yeah, phenomenal. 275 ERA, a whip of 1.37, 32Ks. Yeah, no playing in Kansas City, no one's watching. It does. It, it, listen, you know. Oh, no, it, it does, not, it does help. It does help. He was incredibly successful in Cincinnati, and it's no surprise that he's doing outstanding. He, he had moments where he was so great with the Yankees, and then there mm -hmm. were some moments that you're just like, like, what the hell, man? Like the postseason, the home runs, and it just is, moments you're like, what the hell? I, I, it's a hard job. And Mariano, I never saw I never saw Mariano Rivera made it look so easy. Joe, I've never seen a guy, guy throw at 103 would have no sweat doing it. No, I've never hey, seen a guy sweat so much after throwing one freaking Trev, pitch. Like I'm Patrick Trev. Ewing. <laughs> Trev, uh, BM out of Bayou. Um, no, so Trev, BM I'm just looking. Bayou. I'm working. At, so I'm looking at the. If you go to the Yankees thing on ESPN, you can click their depth chart, right? Yeah. And it's just you know you speak about this team. Coles are starter. Nestor's two. Savannah three. Herman four. Clark Smith. But now if you bring Rodone, now you move Smith to the the long relief. That only extends your bullpen. Makes your bullpen stronger. 
right? He's not really a starter. He is, he isn't. He, it's almost like, you know what he reminds me of, Joe Romero Mendoza, where you could put him in. On a, I like Mendoza. He'd give, you five, he'd give you five innings, but you could also put him in the bullpen and do it seventh inning. You could put him in when Mendoza was good. happened in the third Mendoza inning and go from the fourth to the seventh. But if the key for this Yankee team, if they're going to have any chance to get to the, I would say, NBA Finals, the World Series, is Carlos Rodon has to come back and he has to be something of what he was when they signed him. Because if he if he doesn't, they have no chance. Count out the World Series. Sorry, they don't have the good enough pitching and the team right now, and I don't think the Yankees are in any position right now to go. Oh, yeah, well, but it was what? never. It was I never want, the pitching. You know what? They call you know, the, the Padres the and say, you know what? Hey, Padres, guess what? Your team's falling apart. You guys are the biggest joke. You're not going to re- resign Machado. We'll take Machado for the last three months. Here's some prospects, and we'll put him at third base. Like the, I'm just using. Oh, him you're trading. The, you're trading Dominguez. No, though. I'm just. I'm just joking. That as a as a thing. But like, hey, we'll borrow like the Dodgers. We'll borrow Machado for two and a half months, put him at third base, and say, you know what? Now he's our three, four, five with Judge and Stan and that and Rizzo. And you no, know I want Tatis. Yankee, Yankees like uh, Yankees like guys which on steroids. But you, under, you understand what I'm saying? I don't see the Yankees doing something like that because that really hasn't been their. their All right, name. so give me your GM mode. Well, what would you? What, no, what, what, what move would you make as if you're a G, if you're the Yankees GM right now? Teddy, what else do I got to give you for Machado? You want Dominguez? What else? Because I'm in. I'm well, interested. I'm just, I'm, you wonder what they would ask for because I also wonder, like, the Padres. They want Aaron Judge. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I believe hey, they he, went after him. I yeah. believe they said he was going to opt out of his player option this year, which means he'd be up for a new contract, which I don't think the Padres want to sign him to another big contract, considering no, no, that they brought it. in Soto and they have no. Tatis, and, and they do have – all these guys that they're paying, I feel like they want to take someone off the books if they can get younger and add some talent. Do you know what the Yankees should do? They should go after a third baseman. But they should go over to the NL Central. St. Louis Cardinals. Stop. After years after years and years of trying to push it, after years and years of pushing this damn message, it has to become a reality. Let's go get Nolan which, which I'm shocked at how bad they are this season. That's what I'm saying. But they're, they're still not going to trade him. They're they going to trade a guy who's got to right, get more left. pieces. They'll re- go get rebuilt. Can you stop with your bullshit. But it's okay for Manny Machado. Oh, yeah, but Manny because Machado. He's gonna... Ted, because Ted's so smart. Ted's so smart. Ted's always right. Do you right, understand Ted? the logic? He's not Why? under contract for five more seasons. He's going to opt out of his player option. So if he's not going to resign with you, you trade him and you get assets. That's what the Yankees did when they I didn't know. make the playoffs. They got released of Miller and Chapman, and that's how they got Glaber Torres. And that's mm-hmm. how they got other pieces. And then mm-hmm. they brought the guys back. Mm-hmm. But that's what the Padres could do too. They're like, yeah, no problem. Borrow Machado for two and a half months. We'll take this guy and that guy. And if we want, we'll sign Machado if we choose to. But guess what? We're out of the playoff contention. It ain't going to make a difference. We got to cut salary. Let's get younger. Let's get and let's rebuild for next season. In the meantime, Yankees put a third baseman like Manny Machado in the lineup and a solid gold glove. Sorry, Donaldson. Hit the bricks, kid. You're I all. Can't your, believe and, I can't. I can't believe I'm just mean. using him as an example, but the Nolan Arenado thing, he's under contract for three or four years. The Cardinals are not that type of team that are going to trade a guy like him. They'll trade like a Bader or someone who's closer to the end of the contract. They still believe in the whole that they can win with Arenado and Goldsmith as their key components on that team. That's not St. Louis's job, especially when he's under contract for multiple years. And I think if they did, the Yankees would have to give up more assets than they would ever want to give up because that's what they're going to say. You want him? 
Well, what? Give me Dominguez. Screw it. You know what? Let's just go to give let's go. Praza. It's like give me Praza. Give me. Let's just Dominguez. go to Anaheim. Let's go to Los Angeles and just call for Mike Trout. We'll just give him freaking Donaldson. You're so nonsense. <laughs> so I I I started to bring this up before. Again, just in speaking in regards to Dominguez, Anthony Volpe looks to me like a major league baseball player. The numbers are not there. He's hitting 198. It's his but first got, 50 game. I, I'm, I'm not listen. I'm not worried about it because he looks like a major league baseball player. Yeah. Jake Bowers is also getting a ton of at-bats. Just hit his third his third home run of the year. He's you know he got a nice little pop in the bat. But, and but to what Ted said before, I want my 25 or my 26 best or whatever the number is now. If Jason Dominguez, because you don't pull off a trade between now and the, the deadline in July, if Jason Dominguez is raking at Somerset or yeah. in, in Scranton or wherever, I want him on the roster. If he's, uh-huh. if he's absolutely raking and, yeah. and again, where you're like, don't rush a kid. No, I got it. But Anthony Volpe, and and I love that they're doing this. That I love that they're. That, I mean, they could have they could have sent him back to the minors. Not at all. They could have. No, done they could no, because he's struggling. I, I you know what? No. They're gonna they're gonna ride that ship. And I'm you know glad what? they didn't. Oh, I am too. I am too. Because it's 50 games. Like all of a sudden, like the, I get it. He's one of the highly touted prospects in the Yankees farm. Again, listen, you know, a, a 198 batting average makes you think, oh, you know, if you again, if you're just looking at the numbers, you're like, kids overmatched. First year you, of the major leagues facing right. different type of pitching. My point is, though, do you feel like Anthony Volpe is overmatched? No. Because I don't, right? He's it's learning like each numbers, and every day. He's trying. Well, absolutely. The numbers batting average wise definitely aren't there on oh, base he makes, percentage. he makes plays in the field with his legs he's he's a key component so even if you yes. don't trust him enough in the field on certain things he's a viable source to get on the bases make things happen yes. steal base and he's not he's, he's not letting the bat average affect the other things sort of like you just saw with Aaron Hicks where suddenly you couldn't even say well the defense because that was out the window like you know he walks a lot well now he's just striking out every at bat so again I I think that Listen, if the Yankees can't pull off a trade for a star outfielder, I don't mean superstar, but I, it's somebody better than Greg Allen. You know, uh, it's funny hearing how many Yankee fans are like, ah, oh, Matt Carpenter. And it's like, if you looked at his numbers, it, it, it's not going great in San Diego. Whatever happened last year is is kind of out the window for him. I do think you got to get an outfielder that's starting on another team. Uh, and is putting up decent numbers. And I'm sh- I, again, right? I could probably get you a list of those in an hour. You know who I would love for the Yankees to go after, but I know it won't happen because he would cost a lot. I'd love for them to go over to Chicago, White Sox, as for uh, Luis Robert. Because they're awful, the White Sox. And I thought they were going to be a team that was going to compete, but they're awful. And he's one of the better young players in the game. I know he plays center field, but having a guy like that, just having a com- a competent left fielder would be nice. Because you got ba- you got Bader, you got Bader, you got Judge. If you get Dominguez, I've been on the Dominguez train. I just I wish Cabrera was more consistent. Who? Oswaldo Cabrera. Uh, yeah. he, Dude, he, I haven't really heard much of him this year. Like what what what's happened to him? Oh, he plays Again. everywhere. Uh, that's the thing, though. Again, this is why having a utility like a Ben Zobris type. 
right? That's well, the you thought that was with DJ. Fast, fascinating. No. Well, again, listen. No, this guy plays everything. He plays outfield. He plays first, second, third. He's it's, it's hard to play a different defensive position every other night yeah. no and consistently, ha especially when you're a young guy who's still kind of learning the league. You're you're just never comfortable, and I think that's a tough spot for him to be in. It, it really is. DJ LeMayhew, by the way, not a Ben Zobris type. He is a gold glove winning second baseman. I'm so tired of everybody that wants to play DJ at third, DJ at first. Shut up! Shut gold up. glove winner at second base. Didn't he say he wanted him at first? Baseman in New York. Joe, yell Stop with was, this Glaber crap. Yell at Ted. He was like, yeah, we could put DJ at third base. Only if we didn't get Rizzo. Only you that can. Was a, you can. If but that's not the best. Look, not for nothing. I, I told you preseason. I love stirring the pot. I'm stirring the I pot. I told you guys, when I say preseason, we talked about the Padres. I said, you got like six guys playing out of position. Just not a great yeah, idea. Yeah, they in right field. Yeah. What happened to shortstop? It's stupid. Oh, because they got Bogarts. Yeah, oh, sh oh shit! I forgot about him. That we all right, but again, got so many think, people, dude. We think, oh, major leaguer, he could play anywhere. It's like, oh, he, I'm sure he could. Do you want to play uh, Arenado at short? Right, Nolan Arenado is a shortstop, probably not as awesome at third. Throw him over at second. Hey, flip everything around that you've learned your entire life should be no problem, right? Wrong. It's not easy to switch let's, positions in baseball. Let's it's be honest. Really a Rod was never the same from shortstop to third. A Rod. He was also one of the greatest athletes in baseball. No, history. I'm saying. So think about that. that from, short, from the short to third move. Remember, it's like he forgot how to throw the ball across the diamond. Shortstop. Sure, was no when you've been doing something your whole life, and they're like, "Now do it like 15 feet further that way." Tebow, go be a tight end. It's okay. Yeah. You're, you're a physical guy. You can, you're a big yeah. dude. You'll just truck people. Like, um, what makes you think that that guy that used to throw the football can catch it in traffic? Yeah. What? And then, and then go block a DN or a linebacker. Right. Yeah. Okay. Lamar Those Jackson, go play receiver. Sets. Yeah, Lamar, <laughs> go play receiver. Don't worry. Don't play quarterback. I'm just saying, yeah, the Yankees have been playing well. And Cole's been great. Judge has been great. But for them to... I don't know what to expect because it's the same thing. It, it's it looks like the same team on paper, and it's like I don't know what to expect if they make the playoffs because everything has been anything but just a World Series appearance. I mean, they've been to the divisional round, they've been to the wild card round, they've been to the ALCS. They just haven't been to a World Series. I don't know if it takes drastic changes for them to get to that point, or do they just make minor changes like they've had over the past years and hope that hey, these guys will be true contributors to us and we'll be okay. It's like. I mean, how much longer? Remember, how much longer can you deal with that going forward? The Do you remember the when game? the Yankees got David Justice? Yeah, yeah, that was the '90s, Joe. Though that, oh, I understand that. And yeah, so, right, look, there's some precedent. It's been a long while since the Yankees acquired a major slugger in the middle of a season. That he might be it. Is things in, in terms of superstar, all-star players? When's the last time the Yankees added one mid-season? I'm trying to think. I don't know. Again, it's a it's a better spot Frank to be Moore. in. 
Greg Vaughn, did you say? <laughs> Greg Vaughn in that one good season for the Padres. Yeah, and then that, and that, and that might be it. That might I mean, be the I was, guy. I was trying to think, I was just like laughing, just running through my head because I was just also reading. Orioles are thinking about bringing in uh, Hicks because Mullins is dealing with a groin injury. But I isn't guess- it a much better spot to be in to need an outfielder? To, and a starter or, pitcher, or, yeah. Yes, because again, him a, you get him. No, half, I think I think you still need. I think the pitching is still the top priority because you're banking on Rodon to come back at some point this year. The pitching has been fine currently. The offense needs to score more. Oh, again, listen, Frankie Montas, and I know he's been garbage, but he was supposed to be one of these five and Rodon the other. And you take those out and it's like to be 33 and 23 at this point without those two big, I mean, that's wow. That's like some Tampa Bay Rays kind of stuff. They got the Dodgers this weekend. Home or what? Oh, they're on the road. Was that Sunday Dodgers. night baseball? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There's Seattle for three and then the Dodgers for three. So, oh man, baseball's going to have. Oh, is the finals on Sunday too? Good luck to baseball. Probably. Uh, Thursday, yeah. probably Thursday. Well, Thursday's the finals. They'll probably do Thursday, Sunday because they need two days of rest between a basketball game. Yankees definitely need to just figure something out. Whether it's it's they gotta they have to make some sort of splash move. That's all I'm hoping for. Some sort of splash move. I don't know what that means. Because if you're gonna make a big yeah, splash yeah. move, you're gonna you're gonna be willing to give up some sort of Thursday, Sunday. Thursday, yeah. Sunday. That's Eight o'clock. Sounds good. I'll be watching both. Don't care. The Yankees gotta figure out if it's a left fielder or a pitcher. The pitching has been good in the postseason in the past. It's not, it hasn't been the problem the postseason. Been caught it's been just the hitting. Now, maybe that's a guy they just go get for average or because do we need another guy that hits for pop? I, I don't know. Because we tried that with Joey Gallo. Joey Galloway. I don't know why I said I was going to say Joey Galloway. But Joey Gallo. And look how that turned Joey, out. I said Joey Callow. I said Joey, Joey Callow. Joey Gallo's dead. That's all I'm trying to say is that the last time we went to go try to get a big slugger, and you guys, I remember the day. Oh, there's you your, just, there's your slugger, you, Joey Gallo. You guys, you guys were so happy when that happened. Well. I just, you guys were so happy when that happened. I just want you to know that when you guys agree, and I'm by myself, I usually win, and I'm usually right. So I remember the day that you guys, that the Yankees traded for Joey Gallo. You guys were so ecstatic. I'm like, it's the same thing the New York Yankees have, but it's just a worse version. Ted. And I was literally, and I was right. I was right. Ted, can't, you can't sit here and say it was a in New York. Yeah, Ted, literally, I just said, when's the last time the Yankees traded midseason for a superstar outfielder? And it's like, oh, Joey Gallo. But I guess Joey Gallo doesn't qualify because uh, he was so terrible. Dude, that's the, that's the no, other they thing. Could've you know, used you, they could have used you in your wiffle ball bat. Maybe. I'm just saying, listen, it's, you know, listen, it's so easy to, to criticize Brian Cashman. Right, goes out, gets Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray's awful. Cashman's an idiot. And then Sonny Gray's got like a 135 ERA this year. And the last three seasons, he's been one of the stud right handers in all of baseball. Is that Brian Cashman's fault that he brings a Joey Gallo in and he hits a buck 70 over 162 games and then you move on? Then he I mean, Minnesota and Minnesota, he's dominating. You hear the fan going, Where was that for New York? Then, then you got Chapman, who's pitching great in Kansas City. Oh, oh don't worry, him. Aaron. Aaron Hicks going to go to Baltimore. He's going to hit like three fifty. Or, <laughs> or, or you sign Carlos Rendon, and he's the star pitcher in the free agency, and he doesn't even pitch one inning for you. 
because he's dealing with whatever. Yeah, but when uh, there's a point in time that you start saying, okay, maybe I shouldn't make moves like this. And just but you maybe were the ones that want it. Well, you just said, let's oh, go get one more. Arenado. Let's go oh, get I this love, guy. You, you know I've been wanting Arenado yeah. for years. We I just want Arenado. They make moves, and then they make moves. The guy doesn't pan they're out. Not, it's like, what not, an idiot. They're not the moves I like. It's like just if we give, knew the future just, and how they would pan out, you, would, you wouldn't make the move or you wouldn't. Although, give, to be fair, last year I told Trev, I'm like, dude, Louis Montas is as good as Louis Castillo. Yeah, I remember that. You're wrong again, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm trying to say is just give me Luis Castillo and Norlin Arenado, <laughs> and I'll be, the biggest, I'll be the biggest Yankee fan in the world. Oh, is. Arenado? He's a stud. No, and Luis Castillo? Castillo? He's been great. It's been great. Has he? Is he pitching tonight against the Yanks? No. He's got to be pitching one of them, right? Cole's not pitching against them, are they? That was a nice win going into going into the West Coast and winning. And I mean, Judge has been literally a one man team, but it's got to be more than that. I he's been well, doing I think it for the more past exciting. Look, the fact that they've scored double digit runs the last two days and Rizzo <sighs> wasn't in the lineup yesterday. Gives me some hope that again you're going to get a little bit. Again, it was mostly Aaron Judge. So, yeah, four and two, two point six nine ERA, seventy six K is a whip under one. That's Luis Casillo. That's a stud. They might not have like twenty wins, but that's only because he. That's also because he pitches for Seattle too, though. Could be Yankees. Well, I got the Heat in seven. Ted's got the Nuggets in six. Before we sign off, he doesn't even know this. We're going to wish a happy birthday to our Joseph Aguirre's daughter, Kaylee, on her 20th birthday. As, oh. Joseph, as Joseph didn't even know. He Aren't knows. you so sweet? You want to laugh? <laughs> it's her 20th birthday, and I've been referring to her as my 20-year-old for like the last six months because I knew finally it was finally there. Be... Yeah, she's well, finally... I said to her the other day, I'm like, hey, 21st birthday, dude. Like, And she's like, nope. <laughs> I said it so many times. I've called her 20, leading. A, I thought she was Take her out to a bar and tell her that she's 21. Yeah, I'm sure she'd like that. <laughs> but yes, happy birthday to her, and I hope she has a great rest of her day as well. So. She's got a hell of a week and a hell of a day for her birthday. Nice weather. Joe, is the pool open? I opened the pool on Friday. You look like you got some color. Oh, yeah. This was me working the pool like a, like a, all weekend, dude. I was like the uh, the hired hand. I was, I was uh, trimming and mowing, and I, the pool's open. Everybody was lounging. I miss just lounging. I don't, to, I don't get to do any of that now. I don't do any landscaping or anything. I missed all that stuff. If Thank you, you want to come up, <laughs> if you want to come hired. up, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Me and Ted are already, uh, can't wait till I come back up in a month. Cause, uh, are you coming up? Yeah, in a month. I need to get a nice chicken parm for Weatherford Meat House. I, I would, it would be nice if you would, if you'd come to visit. You want to come see, you want to see me? I would, yeah. It's been how long since I've seen you, you nut? Ages. It's been ages. Yeah. Well, we'll maybe, the, maybe that Monday. Yeah, we'll make a we'll make a stop. I'm around. We'll, we'll make a pit stop and see him. All just right. Joe, bring us just Joe, Joe, bring us to the right place. Don't bring us in a whole different direction. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are keys to the city. Enjoy the NBA Finals. We'll be more back more talking about that. And we're going to be talking some NFL football because we've been slow with the football world. But we're Keys to the City. We'll see you next episode. We are out.